Welcome to the QCA Wrestle Podcast with Rob Hill and Jay Zyman. Our guest today is Jake Larson. Thanks for joining us and enjoy the show. We're here today with uh, Pleasant Valley head coach Jake Larson. Jake was a Division Three national champion at La Crosse, Wisconsin, where he was also a three-time All-American. After college, he coached for six seasons at Sparta High School in western Wisconsin. And um, for the last few years, has been at Pleasant Valley High School here in the Quad Cities. We're happy to have you on, Jake. Thanks very much for joining us. Yeah, thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. Uh, first thing, uh, I, I've said this a couple times now. I think we're getting close to being able to stop talking about this, I hope. But um, weird time in our, in our world with COVID-19 and everything going on. Summer break probably started a little early for you, um, for all of us this year. But how have you been managing your time uh, these days? Uh, well, a lot of, uh, just hanging out with my, my own two kids and getting house projects done. Um, you know, with wrestling, you know how it is. It's, uh, I mean, you can do only so much by yourself. So you need to get, you know, partners and people together. We're not able to do that. So it's just been, you know, interesting. And then we were told, you know, technically like contact hours, you can't, you can't really send a bunch of virtual videos out and you can't do a lot of that stuff. So it was just it's just been, it has been strange, out of the norm. I mean, you know, you go, I went down to Florida for spring break to visit some friends of mine with my kids. And then, um, you know, we're down there. Next thing you know, it's, oh, we're not going to come back for a couple of weeks. It was another couple of weeks. It just kept going. And the next thing you know, we're doing online schooling. And then here we are. And it's just been, it's been crazy. I mean, you know, <laughs> the whole thing and, and not being able to uh, go back to the classroom and, see all the kids that you're, you're, you're with and, you know, your, your wrestlers and just everything, your colleagues. It's just, it's been weird. But I will say uh, the interesting thing about all this is, is, is um, uh, you know, you get to spend more time with your family, right? Which is, that's how it used to be, you know, years ago, you know, people weren't so busy. So that, that part actually has been pretty cool. Try to take a positive from it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's the way they do it. Hey, uh, with Jake, with uh, you're starting wrestling, you're not originally from the Quad City area. Uh, can you give us a little back history of uh, where you're originally from and how, how did you get your start in wrestling? Um, yeah, so uh, I, uh, I'm born uh, in River Falls, Wisconsin. So that's just, you know, a lot of people know Hudson. That's just right outside the uh, Twin Cities. Uh, moved around quite a bit when I was younger, um, and then I uh, we ended up back in River Falls in my you know later elementary years, like fifth grade. And uh, wrestling, I didn't get involved with wrestling until actually seventh grade uh, at the junior high in River Falls. Wrestled there for a year, and then we moved up to Turtle Lake in uh, northern Wisconsin. And I um, I don't know if you guys know. Uh, Kevin and Tony Black and Dave Black, they're from Wisconsin. Um, pretty big names in the wrestling community. And they were, Kevin was a couple years older than me, but uh, Tony was more my age and it kind of got me involved with wrestling. So I kind of hung out with them quite a bit when I was younger. Um, you know, just started going to camps and, and, and get involved with wrestling. And, you know, so I only had, going into high school, I only had two junior high seasons of of experience outside of doing out season you know out of season tournaments and things that you could do but um you know I graduated high school in 2000 so back then the clubs and and things that are opportunities now didn't really exist a whole lot so um you know I had to find we had to kind of make our own you know work out with partners and do everything with that so I I yeah my my experience in wrestling up until um you know, getting into high school was very minimal, actually. I didn't know much about it. I just, it was a sport for me. I'm pretty, you know, feisty and uh, like to compete and, um, you know, hate to lose, but it feels good to win. And you guys have all wrestled. So it's, it's, it's just one of those, you know, exactly what I'm talking about, that feeling. And I just got a hold of it and I loved it and just ran with it. Would, would you say the sport came easy to you at, at first or was it like a pr natural progression or? Um, you know, I, I have to, I don't remember, like, I couldn't tell you my win losses or anything like that, but I just remember not struggling, <laughs> you know, like I didn't feel frustrated. Like I didn't feel it was something with me. Like I felt 
uh, which most of us do, like the more you put in it, the more you get out of it. So I just felt if I kept working harder, and the more I tried to learn, the more reps I did and everything I tried to do, I was just, I was going to get better. And, um, you know, and I just, for me, it was, uh, I think with my childhood and the way I grew up, uh, just kind of, kind of grew up in an old school household. Um, and I just think it was a, you know, being a combat of sport, it, it, it played well with me, you know, it, it was something that I just, that, that part of it came natural. I mean, my technique, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I don't think I had great technique at all, but, uh, um, it was more like, uh, just a brawler and, and that, and that part worked well for me, you know, like that, uh, you just gotta, sometimes you just gotta want it more than the other guy and you can be successful. And I think that that's the part that was easy for me. Sure. Hey coach, growing up, um, you said it's a little different, you know, back then, but, uh, who did you emulate or who were different style wrestlers that you would develop your style after eventually? Um, oh boy. You know, I, I struggled with probably an identity and a style of wrestling. Uh, you know, I kind of, when I was in high school, my, my coach who was, you know, great coach, great guy. I started probably when I moved up North from River started watching and you guys remember VCR tapes, right? So my coach at that time, he had all the like highlight videotapes from the 92 and 96, 96 Olympic games. And I just absolutely watched them over and over again. So like the kids now they could go and watch wrestling on YouTube. So that was my YouTube at that time. I just watched wrestling videos and any camp that he went to that I wasn't able to make it to, he would film and then I would just get the tape and I just watched it. And then I would go back and practice it. So a lot of it was kind of a self-taught. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a visual learner anyway, so like I can just watch it, and then I can go and do it. Now, obviously, mastery of the technique, you know, takes time, but that's, that's really what I did is I just watched, you know, that era of wrestling and um, put it to practice. And I, I somehow, like, my style, what I did in high school, you know, I – kind of like an outside low single, which is odd because I'm not quick, but that's what I did. And I got away with it. And, um, you know, I had some good success in high school. Then when I went on to college, it just, that's where things completely changed for me. And I, if you watch the match from high school versus my college, it's not, it doesn't even look like the same person. So I think I was still, I'm assuming my love for the sport and everything, but just, I was still new enough that I didn't have anything really, established you know we've all seen those wrestlers um throughout youth junior high level high school and college that sometimes they've already peaked you know and they just never really anything changed and I just I never peaked until college I I was kind of one of those lucky ones where I was able to still grow and learn and and improve and that's not for everybody but it's just that's kind of how it went but as far as like you know a, a name I mean I I mean John Smith, obviously, in high school is when I watched all that stuff. And then um, when I went on to the University of Minnesota, learned, like I started to establish more of my own style because at that time, uh, late, you know, in the 2000s, early 2000s, you know, with the team that they had there, it was a very, like, heavy hand, snap down, very similar style as you've always seen with Iowa and the Brands brothers and everything. And and that's kind of what I flocked to. It makes sense. I was laughing at your comment, by the way, with uh, watching video uh, tapes of it. <laughs> I hate to date myself, but when I was starting off, it was like these posters of still pictures, or you'd have to read the book. You'd be like, okay, how did you get from that spot to that spot? Because it was just, it was photos. That was all we had. We didn't have, even have video. Yeah. Them, so. Or real to real. <laughs> yeah, real, real, eight real. millimeter film. It was chisel and you know, great. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember in high school there was some wrestling books in the library that I checked out, looked at those two, and would just kind of go back and um, play around with some different technique and and whatnot. And you know, it, it just. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that was the era that we learned in. It was just different. So um, I mentioned in the in the intro, um, you had a super successful college career three-time All-American, uh, national champion. Can you tell us a little bit about your college career and, and, and also, like, how you selected your college, how, sort of how that all went down? Yeah, um, 
you know, I, I remember high school, uh, you know, I had good grades. I was, you know, AB on a roll, you know, it wasn't great. My, my uh, ACT wasn't fabulous by any means, but um, a, a, a true mentor in my life uh, was uh, John Peterson, Olympic John Peterson. So from where, when I went to high school, he, he lived in Comstock, Wisconsin, was only six miles away. And his son, um, Josh Peterson, a couple years younger than me, was coming through in Cumberland. You know, we were Turtle Lake. And then, and uh, they were kind of bounced back from – in Wisconsin, it goes Division One, two, and 3. And in most states, it's 3A, 2A, 1A, or whatever. But uh, they were a little bit bigger school than ours, so we were never really in the same divi- – they kind of bounced back and forth. But um, he – I remember my senior year, I mean, he – helped me a lot like I would go over to his house we'd break down film and and whatnot and um you know I just you know at, at that time Madison wasn't you know I wanted to wrestle division one I, I wanted to try it and I just that wasn't really an option for me and I went on a school visit randomly one day with John Peterson and met with Jay Robinson and you know walked on at the University of Minnesota and and that's where I you know I really feel uh, you know, a lot of bumps in the road, but, you know, I felt like I gained so much improvement over a course of my red shirt year. And, uh, you know, it didn't work out for me academically there. I didn't make a lot of good choices and, you know, I'm not going to hide behind it either because that's sometimes freshmen do that. You know, I was young and immature. And, um, so who knows what my career would have been like had I stayed there. Um, but you know, I planned on going back my sophomore year, which would have been, you know, my redshirt freshman than freshman year but I actually I got in a bad motorcycle accident towards the end of the summer and I got a plate put in my leg and I couldn't do anything for like six months I had road rash everywhere I mean it was it wasn't a good deal hitting a deer going like 80 on a motorcycle isn't fun (laughs) and uh so that kind of held me up because it's like I mean what's the point now go pay student loans I can't do anything I'm you know I can't train right now so I actually took a year off of school and um, I remember early on being recruited by Tim Fader at the time. He was at lacrosse, and I still wanted to compete. I still wanted to go to school. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, and so I just called him up and said, like, hey, I'm interested in going down there. So I went to lacrosse. Um, I had to go to the tech school first semester to tra- and then transferred into lacrosse, and then that's where I finished my uh, – my career was Wisconsin lacrosse. So I can't really, there wasn't really a, a rhyme or reason why lacrosse as much as Fader kind of stood out, you know, and we're, we're good friends still today. I mean, he was a big part of my coaching career. I actually had three different college coaches at lacrosse uh, with Fader and then Nate score. I mean, he was at, he's been at upper Iowa, but now he took a job. I just saw Denver to Pulley, I think it is. And then, um, you know, Dave Malachick's been in lacrosse ever since. And he, you know, I've had, awesome experience with all three of them and you know it was it was just uh interesting time so uh fader though he was he was a he was probably he was the reason why i went to lacrosse in the first place so and he's at uh eau claire now so okay cool. yeah hey coach um you, you touched on it briefly and you kind of walked right into our next question uh, not a lot of people knew that you were in a really terrible uh, motorcycle accident with uh, that you had mentioned uh, with that deer. Can you talk mm-hmm. a little bit about that and maybe how, you know, or if your wrestling background and, you know, uh, endurance uh, helped you through that process to get back into wrestling? Because most people would have possibly just hung up the shoes and said that's a career, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, I just – I felt like I, I had, I was growing and getting so much better at, at Minnesota. And, and I knew, I knew at that point, like it was probably like, it, it just wasn't, I wasn't going to finish my career there. And I just remember after the accident, I'm being laid up, you know, and that was the time, you know, nine eleven too. I remember sitting on a couch in a cast and like watching all that. It was just an interesting time in our, in our nation's history. And, and I'm like, you know, I just, I don't, I don't want to be done. Um, I still want to compete, uh, but I was still a little skittish because, you know, you know, if you if you don't try, you never fail, right? So 
I could use I could have used that as an excuse, or I could have done the other path, is which I took is, you know, learning, you know, coming through adversity, and that's what wrestling really is about, right? I mean, we always talk about that once you've wrestled everything else in life, it is is easy, and just that drive and that I'm not going to quit, I'm not going to hang this up, I'm gonna, I'm going to keep pushing, I'm going to keep trying, and and um, you know, it, it's it's fine. Uh, you know, the surgery and everything, like, really, I'm good. It's just if I get that area hit, like, it hurts. It still hurts. Uh, but it, it didn't really slow me down. I had to modify a couple things on, like, my starting stance in a referee's position. I can't move my ankle. I don't have the mobility like he, you know, normally would have. But outside of that, like, it didn't really hinder me as far as, um, you know, uh, uh, training and practice. and. Um, you know, it, it's, I was able to, I did that and I was able to uh, work my way through college. I did heavy highway road construction every summer since I was 18. Um, and that was another thing that kind of why Minnesota or a division one program was hard for me is I, we didn't, my parents didn't have money and I don't, I didn't have any money and I wasn't on any scholarships. Um, so it was, I had to work in the summers and, uh, you know, it was, you know, if you're going to wrestle division one, like you got to be training, you know, it's a full-time job. And I just wasn't able to do that. And in wrestling at lacrosse, I was able to um, work and still go to school and do all that. So, I mean, I had a lot of stuff going on at the time. And I just think that that's that the wrestling side of it is what helped me with that, that, that work ethic and that goal, having setting a goal and being goal oriented. I think that's all the stuff that wrestling has taught us, you know, whether it's youth, junior high, high school, college, everything, that's where all those experiences came into play. And, and it, and it motivated me, you know, I, I wanted to wrestle and to do that, you got to go to school. Right. So um, that's what I did. And I mean, like, you know, you guys already mentioned, I was able to win a national title. I was all American three times and I was able to be an academic all American as well. So, um, you know, I experienced, uh, we played second as a team before and, third I believe fifth one year I mean I'd have to go back and look um, we never won a title as a team I wish we would have but it was just all great experience and I mean like I said I just said I, I just adversity for me is a uh, overcoming that stuff that's a that's a big word for me Jake about the accident um and, and, you know I don't want to keep going back to it oh, but I, okay. just, I have to kind of get in my timeline in my head where everything's at but um, first of all, were you conscious after the accident? And then what was your recovery time? I mean, how long, I mean, that was, you showed me a scar once and I about passed out looking at it. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, yeah, uh, um, you pass I was out, conscious. But. Yeah. I hit the deer. I, I still remember today. I mean, I remember right now I hit the deer and, um, I remember going down I remember sliding on the pavement. I never hit my head. Actually, I didn't have a helmet on. I was just jeans and a sleeveless t-shirt. Um, I, I, I just got done working on the road. Uh, and I got home and changed oil on the bike and just took it down the road and was coming back. And that's when I hit it. Oh, oh sorry. And um, anyways, I did that. And uh, I remember getting up and hop, hobbling around. I was right next to our house. So they all came down and got me and called the ambulance. And honestly, I was by then, you know, your adrenaline's going. The worst pain, though, was all the mosquitoes. So I had all these open wounds on me. And I'm just getting eaten alive, sitting on the side of the road, waiting for the ambulance to come and get me. Um, and then I, I just, I spent a few days in the hospital, you know, enough to heal and clean everything out. Because really, road rashes is basically second degree burns is really what it comes down to, except a lot of dirt in them. So I had to get those scrubbed clean. That wasn't any fun. Um, you know, and then I ended up getting, because uh, I shattered my, what is it, the fibia? There's the two bones on the right. I can't remember the smaller one. So that's where I had to get the plate in. And, you know, the same doctor who put my plate in actually had to put a plate in my brother's arm. He shattered his elbow, broke his arm really bad. So we used the same doctor. And I tell you that, that pain that night when I got home was awful. Like, I, I, I don't know how many Vicodin I took and it did not. I was up all night just in pain. It was, it was, I can't believe how bad that pain was. So I was laid up for, uh, I feel like it was like three months where I just, I was still kind of on crunches or in a boot and like couldn't do a whole lot. But I'm, I mean, my, my memory isn't very good on how long I was actually in a boot before I could move and do things normally. So 
it kind of, yeah, put a damper on things for a while, that's for sure. How did you transition from being an elite wrestler to becoming a, a high school coach? Uh, I knew when I – I knew once I started wrestling back in college again, like, I'm like I think I, I don't want to – I want to get into coaching. Well, a good way to get into coaching is to get into education. And lacrosse, you know, is a big physical education school. So I, I – that's just kind of where I I jumped on it. And I knew I wanted to stay involved with the sport. And, you know, that's just a great way to, to do that. And also I just think it's um, fun for me. Hi. Uh, you know, is, is coaching the kids. And, you know, I, I'm always telling the kids and parents, like, like I, I've already created my story. Like, I don't, this isn't about me anymore. You know, I've coached, you know, we, you know, you want to win conference, you want to win a state champion. You know, but we know at the end of the day, that's not what it's really about. And it's not going to define me as a coach or person. And um, I just, I absolutely love, love coaching. I love watching the kids grow. I love taking a kid who's never wrestled before. And, and, um, you know, watching to develop into a, to you know a wrestler, but also you know a person, a young man or a, a woman, and and you know just work hard in, at their life, and uh, you know that to to me that's the that's the rewards of it, and and you know I wouldn't miss it for a thing, and you know I I I feel like my story, uh, you know, with not you know starting later because that's the thing now, right? With sports, I mean you can kids are starting earlier and everything and they're getting extra attention and everything now. And it's just different than what it used to be. And, and now if, if, if it's hard to recruit for a, a sport like wrestling anyways, but you know, when you get kids that haven't done it before, that's the first thing I tell them was like, you don't have to start early to enjoy the sport and have success. Like, I mean, you can't, you still can't say wrestling at five years old is better than wrestling at 13. You know, because there's 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 D1 national champs that never even wrestled until high school. So I mean, it it doesn't hold water. I mean, is it better? I mean, probably in some ways, but it just so that's a good recruiting tactic, and it's it's a good way to get kids out and and involved, and and you just tell them your stories and your experiences, and hopefully they, they kind of listen to you, or you can relate to you. So um, that's kind of kind of I mean, I, I can't say exactly 100% why you know if it was one thing that wanted you know made me want to coach but as I reflect back on that's kind of what I I just wanted to stay involved I still wanted to do it and I don't know like right now this strange time it's just kind of like <laughs> you know we haven't done anything for a while for wrestling and can't wait to for July 1st to get back in the room and and whatnot but that's kind of yeah that's kind of where where I'm at right now with it so, Coach, after uh, after college, after college, you went to uh, uh, coach over at Sparta High School. Is that correct? Yep, I did one year as an assistant coach there, and six years as a head coach. And and I, I was able to scrounge around and find some articles on this, but very small school district, and you turned them into. Uh, super powerhouse in, in the wrestling uh, program. Can you tell us how you did that and how you made that turnaround on him? Um, yeah, so I honestly like I think the the turnaround was it was it was just a small enough community. So there were when I was there, it would be like a two way size, you no know, smaller town and um, a very like blue collar community. You know, we were sixty five percent free and reduced lunch which, you know, at Pleasant Valley, we're like 7%, right? So it's just a little bit different dynamic. And um, I think for me, what obviously helped a lot is was the the support of the community, but also the support of the administration. Because at the time, the, princi the principal who actually hired me, he was a volunteer coach and his sons were coming through the program. So, um, you know, and he's he coached before – you know, before that as well, he's always involved with wrestling. He was a actually a state champ in Wisconsin at you know one time back in the day. Had definitely a, an interest in the program and the sport. And him and I were a lot alike on our ideas and what we wanted to do and how you know growing the program. And we were both like really big on recruiting because we know wrestling is a sport with numbers. You got to have numbers. And 
you know, so I starting off there as assistant coach, took over as head coach, and we were able to just continue to gain support of the community and, and grow the sport. And I mean, I eventually, um, my, I was shuffled around a little bit. Like I did some elementary school teaching, did some high school teaching. Eventually I ended up at the junior high and in Wisconsin, um, at least in our area, the kids couldn't wrestle until, uh, they, they were part of the youth program, but they couldn't wrestle junior high until seventh and, seventh and eighth grade and me being at the junior high I was able to just recruit the crap out of everybody so I just had a list of everybody and I would just talked to them I mean there was a couple of years there where we had like 75 kids out for our middle school team because I mean it was just easy you couldn't recruit them because they couldn't uh, or sorry I said I gotta go back uh, you know I don't think I have to edit it but they could wrestle in sixth grade so basketball was seventh and eighth grade wrestling was sixth seventh and eighth grade sixth grade was also cross country and like track. So they really couldn't do a lot of activities in junior high. So I could just grab all those sixth graders and then bring them on through. Um, and as far as, you know, building the program up, you know, I still worked road construction. So when I moved down here was when I really was the first time I actually put a lot of time in in the summer with wrestling with the kids. I couldn't, I wasn't able to do that up in Wisconsin because my wage was quite a bit lower and I still had to work to just kind of make ends meet. Um, so I had to rely on other coaches and, and people helping. Um, but I think I think the biggest thing is people just bought in. Uh, you know, it was I remember packed gyms and and um, you know our rivalries and it was it was a it was a big deal. Uh, wrestling was in our community. Uh, you know, it was one of the only successful sports that was there. I mean, the football team. There was a, a it was like four or five years there where they didn't even win a game. You know, basketball wasn't winning any games. Um, I think cross country boys she made it to state like so that was kind of between them and wrestling like we were the only beacon of success that was going on in that community um, and so you know they kind of bought into the success you know success breeds success and we spent a lot of time in the weight room like a lot of time in the weight room and at that time in our area there wasn't a lot of that going on um, and we just we got up every morning at 6 30 and the wrestlers were lifting weights and we invited other people into it wasn't just the wrestlers, but, and I mean, we had some just strong athletic kids and they had a lot of grit to them and, and they just, it just took off. And right now I, you know, I still keep tabs on them a little bit and look back and, and it's sad to kind of see it. They've kind of went down a little bit, but I think a lot of that, it, it's not, it's not me. It was just, they didn't have at the time, like I said, I was at the junior high was where it was a prime spot to recruit. They don't have that anymore. You know, there's not as many teachers slash coaches in the district that are able to recruit the kids. And we know if, if you don't have that, it's, it's hard to maintain. So, I mean, the support of the community is what really drove that. I don't know. I mean, they were really were on board Had a lot of people that wanted their kids out for wrestling. That's a pretty cool. I see uh, watching uh, Jay and and being well, his son Keaton out at at Dewitt Central, uh, mm -hmm. or is it Central Dewitt? Keaton corrected me earlier. Yeah, we can. <laughs> uh, there's there's definitely something to be said about that that small town, you know, support. Uh, yeah, we we love the city we live in, but but I, I see the closer knit small towns and that's that's a pretty cool environment they can bring to the table yeah and really it is i mean it really is and again i love this area i love what we're doing here i mean it's great but it it is different it is different and if you've never experienced it you don't really know and it's kind of hard to explain sometimes too sure i think for us in iowa we can look as far as like don bosco or lisbon uh west delaware is another one they, those those small towns they they live and you know breathe wrestling and it's pretty cool. Pretty cool to see. Yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit about your adjustment from from Wisconsin and, and uh, the high school wrestling there to Iowa. And uh, was there anything, um, I guess, were there any big differences between Wisconsin wrestling and Iowa wrestling? Or like, how was that transition? Oh, yeah, it definitely was. It was definitely different. So when I came down here, I, 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 live, I was content with being assistant coach. I didn't, I didn't. I wasn't, I didn't move here to be a head coach. I moved down here because, 
uh, so my ex-wife now, but her family's down here and, and my family's up in northern Wisconsin. And I've kind of always been on my own. I have great family support. I love my family, but it was just, I've always been kind of away and it wasn't a big deal for me to be down here. And so a job opened up and, you know, that was at the time that, you know, politically there was some things, interesting things going on in Wisconsin with education. And um, so I was like, hey, let's see. Yeah, this job opened up, applied and got the job. And and uh, I was working on my master's at the time when I moved down here. So like, I just didn't, we were living in a basement, my ex-wife's aunt's basement. I, I wasn't even living in Bentonorf yet. I was driving from West Liberty, Iowa to Quad Cities every night or every day. So that was kind of interesting with coaching. I mean, leave about 5.36 in the morning and then not get back to about seven at night. And, uh, you know, the, what, what's interesting, I thought, with, with, uh, with Iowa versus um, Wisconsin, is like definitely the skill level, I would say, is quite a bit higher here in Iowa. I mean, if, if you took a, all the state champs from Wisconsin versus Iowa, I mean, you know, that – I would think that Iowa would I would put money on Iowa winning that. Um, I noticed the the like here's a little thing with me, but the refs up in up in Wisconsin and um, track wrestling. So we've been using track. We were using track wrestling for several years, and when I just moved down here is when they just started to like, hey, we're in high school, we're going to use this now. So like we'd already I've already been doing it and did it, and the the officials like up in Wisconsin they're the, they're the ones that run the meetings they're the ones that organize they're the ones that do the weigh-ins they're the ones that do that like the officials are the ones that took care of everything so it's it was odd for me I remember coming in for the first weigh-in down here and it's still like this and I mean hopefully nobody listens to this and calls me out on it or whatever but like like it is so unorganized and it's just everyone's walking around everywhere and jumping on scales officials or not that sometimes they're by the scales sometimes not, sometimes just a random coach doing it like and that was odd for me like the, the the officials up in wisconsin are like very very structured like they're like i said they're they did everything i mean i would stand by the scale and write the weights down but they're the ones doing it some tournaments are like that here but a lot of tournaments are not weigh-ins for um dual meets they're 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 kind of hit or miss on that. Now, I'm not saying it's good or bad. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie about it for my kids, and I haven't seen a coach try to, so it's honor system, whatever, that's fine. But it's just that wasn't like that up in Wisconsin. It's a lot different uh, with that aspect. Um, but, you know, it, it's, it's interesting that I felt like – I feel like there's still some archaic stuff. Like, I don't understand why we're not using track wrestling in our junior highs. It's, it's just flabbergasted me that we're not using it that we're still bracketing old school matching weigh-ins. It's, I just can't get beyond it every year. I say something I took, well, when it was uh, coach Knight, you know, or not coach Knight, but uh, Colin Wilkin, uh, I would say something to him when we'd have our AD meetings, I would say something to Wade King. When I first moved in, I'm like, why are we not using track wrestling? This is just, I'm sorry, but this is dumb. <laughs> we have a computer program that literally does everything. But instead, we're having the junior high coach sit down for hours on end, matching people up every time. I just don't understand it. And, you know, it's like one of those things where it's, well, then you got to get workers. You got to do this. It's like every state's pretty much doing this. Why are we not doing this? You just teach them. It's not that it's not hard. People will do it. We're all educated. You know, it's usually teachers who are working the tables anyways. It's, it's just not it's not hard. So that's that's different to me. And, and I still hear people complain about, you know, the track wrestling the program and, and whatnot. Um, you know, the seating meetings were ran by, were ran by the officials. So the seating meetings here, they're not, I, it's kind of a free for all a little bit. And I noticed I've been in several seatings meetings where the whole intent of, of track wrestling is, is it's pre-bracketed, preceded and blah, blah, blah. Some tournaments I go to, it's already done and they do a good job and that's the intent. And if there's a discrepancy, you can bring it up, but there's still like tournaments we go to and, will be in the CD meeting for ever. And I'm just like, I don't understand. That's the, I'm not going to fill out track wrestling. Then if we're going to come in here and have a meeting, cause we're just doing the same thing over again. Um, so that's a little, just again, interesting to me and it's not good or bad. It's just, I don't understand. I just, whatever it is what it is. Um, but I, you know, that's outside of that, you know, obviously we're all on the same rule system for the most part. So like, I mean, that's not, 
it's not bad. Um, the coaches organization up in, up in Wisconsin was very involved, very highly organized. You know, it's, it's, um, you know, good. I know the one here is, is good too. Uh, just, just a little bit different, the coaches meeting and the structure of it, you know, or I'm going to say the coaching clinic, I should say, not the coaching meeting, just a little bit different. Um, what I liked here is I felt, I feel that our college programs in the state are more involved where in Wisconsin at the time, and I'm not, I'm not digging Barry Davis, but at the time that I kind of was there, it wasn't as involved with the programs. It got better over, over the years. Um, the smaller schools, your, your WEAC, we called them, or your UW system schools were, were pretty good involved with the, um, the state, the high school coaches, you know, because that's, you got to work together, right? Because you're a feeder system for their programs as well. So I like what the colleges do down here, though. I do like that. It's it's good. So, so one of the things one of the things that I um, I have a little bit of a unique situation or not situation perspective in that. So I I'm from the Quad Cities my whole life, and then when my son, my oldest, is uh, he's going to be a junior this upcoming year. When he, mm -hmm. he was here in seventh grade, and my wife and I decided we were going to move, so we moved to Georgia. So he spent his eighth grade year and then like half of his freshman year in Georgia. And so I got to see how they do things. And so Georgia um, is actually wrestling's massive in Georgia now. Um, Team Georgia is actually performing really well at the national level. They won like the cadet national duels a couple of years ago. Um, so their top level guys are like right there with Iowa, in my opinion. Now they're not as deep as Iowa. So like if you're a safe place yeah. in Iowa, against say like a third to eighth, you know, place down there, we're probably a little tougher up here. They're just not as deep yet. But one of the things they did really well, you talked about junior high. Um, I don't like how we do our junior high sports here. I don't either. I, don't. I agree. <laughs> like, I mean, I not even bring that up. Like we, we don't have, why are there no tournaments? Yeah. Like yeah. I remember we would, we would bus and meet Saturday just like during their season and all I, I, I've been told, I've been told here, like I'm, we're not even, our junior high coaches can't even coach them outside of the little season that they have. And then they're only, only wrestling in this little area. I mean, I mean, that's fine, but I mean, we're, I, we've been asking like, why can't we go to Moline? Like, why can't we go here? Why, why are we, it's, I don't, I mean, just to, I don't, the, the, the kids get limited matches, you know, they don't need to have three matches with Bettendorf, three matches with North Scott, and then you throw in a couple other kids in there and they wrestle the same kid over and over again. Like, I mean, it, it, I just don't understand that. I mean, we're Iowa, right? Iowa wrestling. Why, why is it like that? Why aren't we setting up tournaments? Why can't Bettendorf or PB host a junior high tournament and, all the schools come to it. Like, I don't, I don't understand. You know, we do our junior high duels, but we're told that the, our junior high coaches can't even coach them. So like I coach and help and our club coaches do it. Like, why? Well, yeah. I don't understand that. Who made that rule? And what is actually the rule? And why are we having this rule? I don't understand. It. <laughs> like, it makes me understand it. So I agree to hundred yeah. percent. It definitely could. And it wouldn't even need to be big changes. Like a couple things would make it so much better. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not even saying because it's a small season and Wisconsin was like that too it was like it's like six to eight weeks or whatever but they're only wrestling like once or twice and we know how it is once or twice a week but we know how it is if there's nobody at your weight you don't even get a match anyways yeah so we want to prepare them for high school so we give them a six to eight week season where they wrestle a couple times during the week nothing on the weekends so now some of these kids who are beginners but maybe like they have no idea what a tournament is or how it is, and then they have to go on their own. It's it's just kind of, I don't know, it's just different to me. I'm assuming the experience in Georgia was a lot like that, where it was, I, I, maybe, I, I don't want to say more organized, but maybe that's what it is. It was more, I would definitely say it was more organized. It was it was run more, much more like a high school season than, mm -hmm. than how junior high is here. We, uh, so they had, they had actual dual uh, duels where they had kids at weight classes and, and they had, if there were, you know, if there was wrestle-offs needed, they'd have wrestle-offs. You'd have to make the team 
and they would but then they would have exhibitions so it's not like you if you didn't make the team there wasn't matches it's just that mm -hmm. they had their lineup like a high school team would and then the, everyone else would get an exhibition at least every meet and then um every saturday they would go to a tournament and the and the middle school coaches would coach them at the tournament it was great i i really that's one thing georgia in my opinion really does right in wrestling yeah yeah i yeah, yeah. i'm not trying to be negative about it i just think there could be definitely some improvements yeah i i think junior high sports is all about i think the big uh at least my what i've always thought is it's about introducing there's gonna be some kids who've been wrestling for years already that's that's great they should be there to help the new kids as well but it's about introducing kids to a new sport potentially and and i don't think i think we could do better at it that's all i yeah i agree with you on that yeah i agree so hey jake you guys had a really good season this year and it was i had a lot of fun on the sidelines watching you guys and watching these uh uh, you had a young team that you really developed, and, and you were going toe-to-toe -to -toe with uh, the best in the MAC and, and had a strong season. Um, with the, I think Eli Lloyd was uh, probably your, your trend center or your leader of the team. But uh, can you talk just a little bit about this season, uh, good, the bad, some of the things that you've seen a lot of improvement and growth in the team? Yeah, I think, um, you know, for one was starting after last season – our participation were with open match, especially during the summer, and then team camp. We went to team camp. We brought 28 kids. Um, I mean, it just exploded. And, you know, it, you know as well as I do, it's, it's – I mean, time on the mat's important and stuff, but there's also just that, like, that you kind of want to win a little bit more. Be, you want to have more success when you put more into something. So it's, like, you know – your analogy of putting money in the bank, right? Like I have to keep putting money in the bank and eventually you're gonna have to take a withdrawal. If you never put anything in, you're not gonna be able to take anything out. Then it means something to you, you know? Think back when, um, another story I tell the kids is I remember in seventh grade buying my, buying my first bike. Now it was not a good bike, but I bought it. I, I put the time, I worked for it. I owned it, man, that, but it looked nice, you know, and I took care of it. You know, it's kind of the same thing. When you, when you put time into something, to you then I mean because you know you got two wrestlers are kind of even the guy who puts more time in a lot of times is going to win that match because because uh you know it means more to him and um so we had just a big influx of that and um my, my coaching staff I mean I gotta I gotta tip my hat to them guys because they, they they were you know up and down from youth to to you know our club coaches and everything just put in a lot of time um, we revamped a lot of kind of made our system better, not necessarily the technique, but just a hierarchy of things with the coaches and with the kids and how are we going to deal with um, grade issues or skipping practice and just little things like that. Like we're just, it made things mesh a lot better. And I didn't have to deal with a lot of that at Sparta because it sounds kind of cheeky, but like everyone just listened, right? Well, like if everyone just tells you, hey, don't miss practice, and they do it, well, like I don't have to have a whole lot of little rules because everyone's there, right? Well, when you're building a program and 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 trying to rekindle it, because PV was a powerhouse in the 90s, I mean, and, and even thereafter for a while, and it's it's not where it was But to get that back, like you kind of got to go back to that old school of like, okay, this is X's and O's, and this is exactly what we're going to do, and um so we just sat down as a group of coaches and we just we needed a change and and um we put it into practice we spent a lot of time working on it behind the scenes and we you know we just had a great group of kids and of course having you know Eli you know his success in a returning state champ but I mean he had more fun this year and he would tell you this just with the team and with the kids than he ever had and he, you know, he placed fourth, right, individually. But he still had the most fun because of the – everyone was in – the, in the room was clicking, right? Um, another thing I think that helped was, um, you know, we, we have two, two rooms now, so we're able to separate our varsity from our JV. And that – I think that I've been wanting to do that for quite some time, even back when I was in Wisconsin. I'm like, man, we got to separate these guys because there's just too many different levels. And, and it doesn't matter if it's – what the level is, but when you got a returning state champ with this guy who's never, he's the first time putting on shoes, it's hard to keep the intensity up in a room. So that, that, the training helped. 
because you could, you know, we're able to talk to the kids a lot differently versus junior high or JV kids. You know, you're trying to bring them along and get them ready for varsity. Well, the varsity guys, you're trying to get them ready for varsity matches. Um, so that definitely helped. Um, I think another thing that helped us here is, is I kind of passed the, you know, I, I showed some technique and did a lot of the talking, but the bulk of it was Coach Luters and Coach Fa. So it allowed me to just go around and coach and be with the kids which is what I like to do. You know, I want to show them the technique and, and, and whatnot. Otherwise, if I'm the one doing all the talking or the head coach will just say not necessarily me, if they're the one doing all the talking and teaching all the time. They're not really walking around and actually helping the kids a lot. So I was able to interact with the kids a lot more that way, which was awesome. And I think we spent a lot of time on um, um, strategies, like actually teaching them the situations and practicing the situations. And I think that helped a lot with the success this year too. I, I I really I really enjoyed that because, I mean, the kids got to really they really got to know uh, the situation that they're in. And and what made us kind of go that route was last year uh, our our heavyweight the season before Evan Kilstrom. You remember Evan, the big big guy. He lost lost a close match to Manny, um, who who made the state from Davenport uh, Central and. He, he lost in double overtime and all he had to do was ride him out. And he like kind of messed up and jumped to like a cradle, like a, a ride he didn't need to do at the time. And after that moment, it's like, you know, that's on us. Cause we didn't really like teach him like, Hey, this is how you ride a guy out for 30 seconds. Like, obviously if you, you got a good ride, do your ride, but there's also, there's also tricks and strategies that you can do. And, and we just, there was so many of those little situations where we lost matches that, that um we worked on and then this season we won a lot of those matches because of the, the little things that we worked on so it wasn't just about you know conditioning and and drilling a single leg over and over again it was a lot of a lot of the stuff in wrestling that we tend to forget about or or this like it's easy to forget about i should say because it's like, well i know what to do there but the kids don't all the time so um, that's what we worked on a lot and and just about being together more as a group uh you know the family feel and and they they just they they were cheering and fighting for each other more than I've ever seen so we just you know like I said just made some small changes and hopefully we can just keep it going I uh you, you could really see the difference too Jake uh you know from me being on the sidelines watching your team uh, there's just a certain niche that once they get, once you got that ball rolling, uh, the guys are on the side, you know, like you said, cheering for each other. They're having fun. They're relaxed. They're wrestling. They're not wrestling uptight. And it's not a job. It's something, a fun activity they're out there and they're going after it and they got each other's back. And, you know, like you said, once you made them small chips, now that you got that ball rolling, yeah. you know, boy, it's going to be fun. Yeah. And I had to reflect on myself too. Like, I don't know if you noticed it, um, maybe towards the end there, you know, things got a little, you know, uh, districts tournaments, things, things were a little bit more heated, a little bit more, you know, it's on the line now, right? It's districts and stuff, but like the entire season, I sat there with a notebook and just took notes and didn't even really say anything to the kids on the sideline because that was the other thing is like, it took a lot, several years for me to realize that, but if I have to yell a half Nelson 30 times and they still don't know what to do in that situation, like clearly th that they, that's what they got to work on. So I took a lot of individual notes this year and we went back and spent a lot of individual time with kids. And it's just like, and that just made changes for some of those kids. Like you, you clearly still don't know what to do in this situation. So this is what you got to do. So that I mean, all that situational coaching is what really helped. I think. Yeah. Yeah. You could see it. Like Jay said, I, I agree. Um, so we all know um, Eli. Eli was a big leader um, for the last few years. You know, he's he's a. Uh, we're all gonna. I'll, I'll say as a as a fan, I'm gonna miss watching him all the time here in the mm -hmm. Quad Cities. But I know he's gonna he'll have a, a good career. I'm hoping uh, in the future as well. Um, but who are the next guys? I know I know some names. I know Rusty Van Wetzing is uh, there. I know Caden McDermott, um, Hunter Myers back. Uh, what's this team looking like coming up in the, uh, for this upcoming season? Yeah, I think, I mean, we're going to be classified as young again. Um, just, you know, we had 
five freshmen in the lineup and a couple sophomores that didn't have varsity experience. And um, I think we're going to be, obviously I think we're going to be better uh, and more balanced. Like, so we're losing Eli. So in a dual meet situation, he's a guy that you just go, well, he's going to pin, right? So there's six points and you're, you know, you're going through your score and you're strategizing and stuff. Um, so that's what we did, uh, you know, this year. It's like, well, Eli's getting six here and, he, you know, this person's getting this. I think we'll cover that more just with the experience. You know, the kids will, you know, obviously they're going to be better. I think a lot of our guys who didn't score maybe as big a points, they get, maybe they just get a decision. I think you're going to see more bonus points out of those guys. So we'll kind of cover that um, that uh, void that we got to fill with, with uh, Eli. Um, you know, you never know. It's always hard to explain, to say like, well, who's coming up that's going to make an impact. It's so hard to, to just name drop because you just don't know. Like I didn't, I didn't think the kids that made an impact this year were going to make as big as impact as they did. I mean, have per se any heavy hitters coming in from like any AAU state champs or anything like that, but we got some good kids, some good lineage coming through that, um, some old uh, PB uh, wrestlers, you know, their families are starting to come through now. You know, you got Duncan, right? So um, Duncan's, Royce Duncan's grandson's going to be coming through. And, I mean, he's going to be a tough kid just because their family gets it, right? You know, he's a wrestling family. So um, I think we're, we're going to be young. I think I think our older, like Ryan Cameron, I think um, Hunter Meyer, I think, they're seasoned now they're they're more experienced I think they're gonna be good leaders for our team and uh you know I just once we get back to working out in practice and I think they're 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 the bit just as much as I am um and I think we'll be more I think we're gonna be even more balanced is kind of where, where I'm I'm thinking I, I'm well yeah we're not gonna have that state champ maybe I mean maybe we will I don't know but we're I I think we could you know, finally put more to state than just one. And I think we can score more points at a tournament now versus having one guy win it. And we started to see that towards the end of the season where it's like, Hey, we got four guys in the finals now. Like that wasn't happening before. So I think we're going to see more of that where everyone's starting to place instead of just a few. That's awesome. So Jake, if you could ever go back in time, what advice would you give yourself and, and at what age uh, would you meet up with yourself again to give you that advice? Oh boy. There's so many different situations on that one. Right. Um, I mean, I don't regret, you know, the, the path that I've, I have taken and, and, and in my life and everything that's happened kind of makes you who you are. Right. So you don't want to, you don't want to change too much. But I would probably, I probably would go back to my freshman year of college and uh, tell me to go to class <laughs> and uh, keep my head on straight because you never know what would have happened, right? Um, you know, maybe I would have been successful at that level, maybe not. Uh, hard to say, but I, I, I don't regret my time at lacrosse and I don't regret it. I just don't regret anything about it. It was an amazing experience and I, and I absolutely loved it but it would have been neat to see where I would have ended up with wrestling at uh, state, sticking it out at Minnesota and, and being successful there. Um, but that's, you know, that, that it's neither here nor now though. Right. Cause you can't go back in time. So, um, but like I said, I don't regret it. It's just, is would have been neat to see. Would have been neat to see. Yeah. What is the best advice you can give right now to your wrestlers during this odd off season we've got going? Oh, just, um, you know, hey, stick with it. And, and, and uh, you know, I, I, you know, my personal experience, I had to come from a small community up in northern Wisconsin. Like, you got to find, you know, you can go on a run by yourself and you can train by yourself. There's things you can do and you can still work. Don't just sit around and do nothing all day long and, and wait for the coaches and wait for, wait for us to be able to do something with you. I mean, because we just, we can't right now, right? So, um, and we couldn't. Uh, so just, you know, there's things that you can do by yourself. You know, like I said, you know, watch, watch YouTube videos. Go, go do some shadow wrestling. Go work on some footwork. So stay active. Um, you know, that, 
and that's all we can do right now. I mean, I can't tell them to go wrestle with somebody. <laughs> you know, um, I know if I was in their shoes and I wanted to be successful, I would have I would have figured out a way to get on the mat with somebody. Um, but you know, we can't really. I guess we can't really say that right now. <laughs> so, um, but you know, if if you if you if you want it, you know, you find a way to get it bad enough, and and then uh, you know, I, uh, I heard. Um, I think it was Haggard was a good, successful coach in Missouri, and he's a D Division One uh, uh, official. And his philosophy or thing that stood out with my, in my mind that I saw that in a coach's meeting one time was, uh, you know, teach the kids to be their own best coach, right? You know, if they can do it without you, then it's just giving them a high five. They go on the mat and do their job, right? You know, we're, we're just there to mentor them and, and – and, and kind of bring them along, and, and that's that would be my advice. That's great advice. All right, Jake, uh, we've hit that uh, moment where we're in OT, sudden death questions. Some oh, boy. Have, uh, some have a lot to do with wrestling. Some have nothing to do with it at all. So, favorite wrestling movie? Oh, God. I don't, I don't even know. I'm not, I'm not even going to say Vision Quest. I think that movie is awful. I, I kind of like the one, and I can't. Even, I, it was one more step. It's with uh, John Smith is actually in it. That's that, I like that movie. It had um, I can't even think of all the actors in it now. Who was the guy that could crush apples with his hands? Old school uh, wrestler, Roller Jack Roller. Was it him? I can't remember. I think he was in it or whatever. No, it's the roller. Sorry, he's always in it's, it's Hodge. It's Dan Hodge. Yeah, Dan Hodge. Yeah. Dan roller, Hodge he's always at the roller tournaments at Tulsa. Yes, it's Hodge. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, I feel bad for getting that, but I like that movie. I don't know if you guys have seen it. I think it's called One More Step. It's a pretty good movie. Okay. That's new to me, actually. I'm going to have to look it up. Yeah. Uh, favorite superhero? Oh, the Hulk. God, got to love the Hulk. He just messes things up. <laughs> Favorite wrestling match? Favorite wrestling match? Oh, boy. Probably I actually saw this match live. It would be Lincoln McRae and Chris Bono. I think it was 97. Hard, you can find highlights on it. I'm surprised you can't find that full, full video, but I love Lincoln McRae. Good God, was he a goofy wrestler, but so tough. Uh, favorite food, and then where should we go eat now that restaurants are finally opening again? I, I like a good old uh, – it's a tie probably between pizza and cheeseburger, like a good old cheeseburger. Um, where you could go eat right now, I would say – go to Red Robin. <laughs> good burgers. Yep. All right, uh, greatest U.S. Olympic wrestler of all time. Oh, God. These are supposed to be fast questions, too. Greatest Olympic wrestler of all time. You said U.S., right? Yes. Oh, okay. I, I'd have to go with John Smith. It's a good one. It's a good answer. Kyle Snyder or Jaden Cox making the team next year? Jaden Cox. <laughs> I, I think there'll be a better match for the uh, Olympic team. I, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, chocolate or vanilla? Oh, Ice vanilla. Cream. Vanilla. I can't stand chocolate. <laughs> uh, you get a day off. Are you going fishing? Are you going golfing? Or would you go on a, a ride on a Harley? Oh, I'd be riding the Harley. I love <laughs> golf. I love all those things, but it's, it's the Harley ride. I, that was an easy question. I knew that yeah. answer. Yeah, I didn't quit riding a motorcycle because of a deer. I still ride. <laughs> All right. This is a question we always end our uh, podcast on, Jake. Um, what is your favorite quote um, to live by? Is it Brands' quote? You, you, you know, what is it? You, uh, you, you get haven't what said you it or something. You get what you earn. Yeah, basically that. I mean, because for me, it was always, you know, I said, you know, you, did, did you really put in the time? Did you really work for it? Because like, everyone, we're kind of in a – we're kind of in a I deserve this type thing instead of did I earn this? It's kind of the society we live in now, just throwing my opinion out there. Um, everyone thinks they're entitled and I deserve this. Well, I mean, maybe. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. 
Did you earn it? You know, that's kind of where I'm at on it. Yeah. I think there's a lot of entitlement in the world for sure. And uh, I, I agree with you. Yeah. We all, we're, we shouldn't think we're entitled to anything. We need, we need to put in the time and the, and the work to get it. Yeah, for sure. And it, it, you don't see many, and I won't say all, but you don't see too many wrestlers with that mentality. They know the match is won when you're doing the work where no one's looking. It's not an entitlement. Not everyone gets to sit on the top of the podium. You got to learn that, and it's going to be through blood, sweat, and tears. So, yeah. But, all right, Jake. Well, uh, thanks again for your time t- uh, today, and uh, good luck to the Spartans uh, this coming season. We really appreciate you guys, uh, uh, everything you've done, and, and uh, you meeting with us today. Hey, thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. All right. Thank you for tuning in. Please share this podcast with your friends. Give us a like and a follow on Facebook and Twitter at QCA Wrestle. And keep an eye out for more QCA Wrestling content coming soon.